Welcome back, everybody, to season three of Crest in partnership with Elusive, the environmentally conscious apparel and lifestyle brand. To kick off the year, Tom and I visited Langland Board Riders, the first stop in our project to get around the major surf clubs of Wales. We reminisce on the club history, discuss the competitive aspects of the club, and have plenty of laughs along the way. Enjoy! Tower of Langland Bay with five legends of the LBR, the first of a project to get around the major surf clubs of Wales. In the next hour, we'll hear about the history of Langland board riders, their best tales, and probe their chances of retaining the interclub title if it runs as planned next weekend. Yes, more on that later. We'll carry out as best we can when surrounded by the reigning champions and prospective hosts a preview of the Wilkinson Sword. But for now, I'm going to kick off the 2023 season of Crest in partnership with Elusive by introducing our panel of Langland board riders stalwarts. It is a hell of a lineup, including the man who was my favorite surfer as a Grom. So let's hear from them. It's the LBR. Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, guys. Hello, How are you doing, Tom? Oh. All right. Yeah, good. Great to be here. Um, we, we'll begin with a word from uh, from their their chairman Simon Page, uh, aka Slug. I've got in brackets by you. That's what it was known as back in the day, wasn't it? How, how's things, Si? Good, Tom. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time to be alive. Yeah, isn't it just? And I mean, down here, I'd forgotten I haven't surfed here for a while. You know, I tried to have a little sneaky warm-up surf for the sword, and uh, I got laughed at putting my stuff on in the car park because they were saying that it was. <laughs> Gonna to get too high on me, and I was standing up. So I sort of drove around to Caswell. I feel like I feel like it wasn't an authentic bit of research. No, the surf tends to be better in Caswell uh, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Official word, is it? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. let's get that yeah. out there. Yeah. Just, just, just go to yeah, Caswell. Maybe just go straight there. So. So you guys managed <laughs> to get in? This. Get yeah. In? yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a lovely day today. There's been a real nice swell. Uh, I did manage to surf a low tide spot uh, at Langland earlier on. Uh, surprisingly quiet. Good nice. waves. Sort of sunny. head high, sunny offshore. Springs on its way. So yeah, it's lovely. It's warming up. No mitts. Nice. Yeah. And we're in the lifeguard tower here, um, could we call it that? Sounds a bit Southern California, doesn't it? I mean, in fact, if you look <laughs> at that... Practically California. If you look at that tree right? outside there, the way the ivy is on it with the sunset going behind it, it does look a bit like the flex of a palm tree, doesn't it? That's yeah, great, you know, it's a really good building. So if you go way back, uh, this used to just be a, a toilet block. Right. Um, some stories might come out later on. <laughs> right. What happened in that toilet or on the roof of that toilet. Right. But uh, yeah, it's now owned by Langwood Bay uh, Lifeguard Club, right. who um, have got a brilliant following. A lot of uh, our kids and friends' kids go there for a lifesaving club through the summer and they get trained by a great team there. But one of the things we wanted to do when we kind of got the club back up and running at full speed like it is now is, is look at this community and, and see if we can share facilities and bounce stuff around between the Lifeguard Club and the LBR. You know, it's a brilliant facility, so we've run contests and they let us have a Contest control here and do presentations here. So yeah, we're really grateful for, for the support that they give us. And I can see a, uh, a famous weapon over there in the corner with a couple of plaques on it. The Wilkinson sword, sword is in the room. Sword. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I mean look at it. We, um, Only for another week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You'll have to prize it off us. Yeah, there's a lot of history behind that thing. Um, I think all of us at some point probably had it in, in our houses, in our bedrooms, but uh, it just brings back loads of memories. Uh, competing young with, with Spud who's here obviously uh, tonight and just the 
the excitement of that contest and that club v club is just fantastic and yeah to retain it and to win it it's it's a big thing for us we're, we're really proud of it yeah there's no other contest like it no that's a good point to maybe if you will take us around the room uh si, and introduce us to what we just heard the voice of uh Yes, but Matt Stevens. So uh, you say he's your favourite surf. I think he was mine too. Well, I was go I've got written on the script here. It says, "Ask them, can they guess which of these was my favourite surfer as a John?" So you have guessed correctly. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, and then uh, next to Spud, we got Tom's Ian Thompson. Uh, say hi, Tom's. Hi, hi, it's Tom's here. Absolute <laughs> club legend, OG, founding father. Right. Uh, full of history, full of stories. Brilliant bloke, so yeah, you, you'll have a treat listening to him as we go on. And Sam, Sam Johnson, uh, massive stalwart and a big reason why the club is where it is today. Um, brilliant, great surfer, frothing grom, moved away, came back, got time in his hands, he's dedicated to the club. Oh, I don't know about that much time. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to uh, take a lot of time, but I'm uh, really enjoying doing what I'm doing for the club. That's brilliant. And we've got Ed as well. So Ed uh, Bresnan, son of club legend Nick Bresnan. Uh, Ed, one of the most stylish surfers you'll ever meet. In fact, we just run a poll and Ed won the most stylish surfer in Langland as voted for by not just club members, but uh, the general public through uh, Instagram. Uh, so yeah, Ed's here as well. Wow. Excellent. Thank you. Cheers, Sam. Yeah. Very kind words. Well, we'll start then with, with Sam, um, who, who's been branded the club historian um, at the moment, because you were the guy that sort of put together this sort of potted history of the club. Um, Did you know you would one day be called a historian? No, I've never thought that. I, I'd like my uh, history teacher to hear those words, <laughs> which would be brilliant. Um, yeah, it was just an idea. It was, I, was, I was right in the mum, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point. And uh, I can't remember who suggested it, but someone said, wouldn't it be good to, to go back and, and write a history of the club? Mm. So, took a lot of phone calls, a lot of texting, um, and a lot of time. And I just sort of pieced it all together. And I did actually write a history piece, which went on the back of the man, and eventually got a phone call from Steve England. And it went out in carb as well. And wow. I got paid £34 for the published <laughs> <laughs> author as well. Published author. I'm trying to work out what the word he wrote is. I know. Wow. I was chuffed. He texted me, what's your, what's your bank account details? I was like, oh, what are you paid? Me? Do I? <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully my English teacher will hear this as yeah. well. One pence a word. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, let's get into that history then. So the club starts in the in the mid eighties, and it, and it, at that time the surf and skate scene are sort of. Yeah. Well, I think Tomsk probably you know Tomsk was there. I think um, the main sort of surf club at the time was the Gower Bays, and it was a lot of old school sort of people, and the younger crew were into their skating a bit more, and they wanted skating stuff. And they wanted ramps, and ramps were built in various locations around Langland. And I think Tomsk and the boys started, well, broke off to make their own surf club. Hence, why it's called the Board Riders. Yeah. Because it's about just riding boards rather than surfboards. So, what came first for you, Tomsk, surf or skate? I was in the Gal Bay's uh, club as, as a cadet. It was the um, Sort of section I was at the time, as they called it. I had people like Dave Fryer and Nigel Scottsy and wow. Rory heading the club up. Um, 
they used to enter the Wilkinson Swords, but we never really had uh, the best team of the talent that was in Langland. Right. You, know, you always just say, oh, could you imagine we had someone to so-and-so in the team as well, you know, we'd be killing it. Um, so that was that. At the same time, we were, we were always on the beach skating, you know, whether there was surf or not. And we used to build ramps up in the, on the cliff above Rotherslade. Right. So we had different ramps up there for about two or three years. And Carwin and Di Simpson built the first one. And Carwin had a rule, don't build the ramp bigger than the, site, the, the trees, because we'll get busted. <laughs> so that was it. it was like, you'd go away for the winter and then you'd come back and you'd be like, you built it bigger. <laughs> Don't build it big high on the trees, we're going to get busted because all the wood was borrowed from local <laughs> built-in sites. Yeah. And um, we used to come down here in the nights on a, a winter's night when the weather was bad. They used to board up the green and white land and board uh, huts and we used to re remove the boarding. <laughs> from the, from the, from the, the little rental beef yeah. 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 And then we used to run with an 8x4 over to Rotherslade, <laughs> take it up the cliff and hide it in, the, in this park that used to be there. It was probably a chalet back in the 60s, but the yeah. chalet had gone, there was still a flat base there, so it's ideal. So anyway, we built ramps, they got bigger as, over the years, uh, until they grew above the height of the trees. The council obviously were wondering where their, all their wood had disappeared to. <laughs> there was a, they built a really nice fence behind what was the surfside, by the Surfside Cafe, there was a really nice fence there. Well, that disappeared one winter. <laughs> and we, we ended up building because skateboarding was evolving as well in the early 80s. You know, it was breaking away from surfing and obviously tricks were evolving. So we built you know, what was going to be a really nice ramp with a flat bottom and you know, proper transitions. But obviously this ramp was getting quite tall. And I, I, mean, I was at the left, actually surfing at the left, and I could see a, a load of people walking down to Rotherslade in high vis. I'm thinking, uh oh, that's it. I think we've, we've been rumbled. So, so that was it. But what happened then was there was a, a big bag of jiff, uh, there was a jiffy bag at the ramp full of nails. It had my name and address on it. <laughs> so, when the police, when the police busted it, uh, you know, it didn't take them long. So, Sunday morning, I took police car outside the house, and the police were there. I had to go down to the police station with them, with my father. How old were you at this point then, Tom? Uh, I was probably about fifteen. Oh wow! Um, and, 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 and my, my mum went crazy. It wasn't it wasn't about stealing the wood, uh, borrowing the wood. It was um, the fact that the neighbours would have seen a police car outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, she was like, "You idiot! What have you done?" What shame upon us! Um, but anyway, what because you've made yourself a hero in the skate scene, which is far more important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she might look back at it today, but um, so anyway, the I go to the police station. They sort of read the riot act, as in, you know. What are you doing? But then what they said was, we can't believe how well built the ramp was. You know, we couldn't believe what we found up on the cliff. Uh, well, what's going on? And I said, well, you know, the, there's a big skate scene, but we've got, um, you know, we've got nowhere to go and skate. So what came of that is, I had to go back down the police station later in the week, and they said, look, we've spoken to the council, and to work with the council, you need to form a club. Ah, but, right, uh, okay. So that, that's kind of. A, so we had to work with the council to get a skate facility, we had to form a club. So, I mean, it was all the same boys who surfed and skated. So, I mean, like I was saying to um, Slag earlier, it probably took about two years for this to happen. But because of the skaters and the surfers, uh, we formed Land Board Riders, which incorporated both, you know, formats. Um, but off the back of that, we then went on to work with the council and made a number of ramps over the next, you know, six or seven years. 
So the, the last one being at uh, Morpher Stadium it was the biggest vert ramp in, in Europe at the time. Yeah. You know, the likes of Tony Hawk uh, visited on, on skate yeah. demos, etc. Big red monster. And then in the water then, obviously we now had, um, yeah, you know, we had the pick of all the best talent in Langland. Yeah. And because all the boys, the, the LBR was cool. Everyone wanted to be part yeah. of it. Mm. So everyone, you know, Carwin, you know, Brez, everyone, Gary Parsons, your brother, and all the people in the early, you know, Wilkinson scored contests. Um, and all of a sudden, we had, you know, basically the best talent and we started yeah. to win the Wilkinson sword. I got year to year. <laughs> I got to use Sam's pocket history here to make sure we don't leave people out here. So we've got French. He mentioned we've got someone French, called yeah. Twist. Yeah, Skin. So everyone's going by nicknames here. Yeah. Tom's, of course. No, Pouting Skin was very influential in the form of the club and then working with the council throughout all the ramps, right. etc. Yeah. And there's a mention of Arwen Davis here. Is that the Arwen Davis? No, it's a different Arwen Davis. Well, no, it's the Arwen Davis. It's the Arwen Arwen Davis. Arwen won the Welsh, actually, in surfing, but then he went on to be a megatron. An actor. He's coming back tomorrow, actually. Same surfer, skater, incredible. Is he still doing that? He's still in it. He must have been in it 20 odd years. 20, 30 years. 20, 30 years. He's coming down tomorrow. And he's one of the longest serving He doesn't surf, but he still skates. Right. Yeah, skate. And Paul Connerbeer, Johnny Hutton, Paul Henry, of course, who, who I've been terrified of in my time out there. But, uh, when I've come down to crap. He's just down the road. He just missed it. Rob Adams, uh, and there's, uh, there's Pixie. So I'm just yeah. making sure I've got through all of these. And then, of course, you know, I, I, was, I was knocking up a list of people who sort of, you know, are winning stuff big time, you know, and we've got Carwin, of course, we've got Frenchie, yeah. Jono, um, there's Guts, there's James Jones, and then, of course, Matt Stephen in the room here. Um, <laughs> And uh, so you were sort of one of the, you know, Carwin was a way often and you were kind of the, the one of the sort of, what would you call it, like the torchbearer for the standard of surfing down here. Do yeah, you mind, do, do you like being described that way? That's fine, I mean, it's, it, it, Carwin was the, the main guy, but when I was just sort of coming into that age of the LBR, basically, because um, I was there from the beginning as well, Carwin was off chasing the professional dream, so he wasn't here. Yeah. So I was... For a few years, I was probably the, you know, the flag bearer for the for the surface of Langland for sure. And um, did you ever think about going pro? Yeah, but it was it was hard to leave Neptune's, the <laughs> 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 local nightclub. Mm, um, yeah, it was it was it, it did it did cross my mind a few times, but uh, it was I could kind of see that it was a lot of money and effort to make not a lot of money and and. Mm. and just seemed like too much of a a grind yeah. and I probably realised quite quickly that I wasn't really ever going to be good enough to make a living out of it so right. I would just be uh, yeah. chasing yeah. chasing think, the dream around but that was um, it was a hell of a dream Calvin did it for years but uh, mm. wasn't wasn't quite for me um, for, for a long time you were the only person to have won the Open and the Juniors at the Welsh weren't you? yeah yeah and then it's been done Twice in the last couple of years, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, took a while for something. Took a took a long time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although I think by people from Cornwall <laughs> on both occasions, isn't it? Or has Pat done it? Pat's, Pat's done it. Pat's done it. Right. Yeah. So it's Pat, and then it's um, uh, Reese Barfield as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right, and, and uh, I, I just want to ask about the documentary as well that covers some of these early years as well. There's, uh, there, there's Over Plywood. I, I, I can see trailers of it on YouTube, but how, how do we watch Over Plywood? 
It, it is on YouTube, I believe now, right. or one of the um, you know the streaming platforms. Right. Um, my father had a TV shop, and we had a an early video camera, which yeah. we used to rent out if people had a wedding, and if there was no wedding that weekend, I used to bring the camera home. Right. So that's how I had some early footage, which um, you know no one else had. A friend of mine, not the Jono Davis, but another Jono who's moved down here over recent years was a skater and, and like dabbling with making films. So when I showed him all the VHS tapes I had, he took them away and he went and made this film just a few years ago, which, and that, that, that was the great thing about social media, obviously he put it out there that he was making this film <coughs> and people from all walks of life were, and sent photos in, yeah, things we'd never seen, you know? yeah. so it all sort of uh, built up from there. And um, he did, he's done a history from the 60s to present day of skateboarding, skateboarding in Swansea, and wow. uh, yeah, it's a great film. It's an incredible film. Yeah. I think it kind of nods to there's a real like rich history of surfing in Langland, yeah, uh, and that connection with skating as well, which is, they're so close close together, and then just all the incredible characters that that were involved in that. So Skin's gone on to be internationally famous and established yeah. in his own right. Mm. Obviously, Carwin kind of forged a path that's been followed by a lot of surfers since. So. It's something that as a club we're really, really proud of, that we kind of came from a, a kind of a bit of an FU to establishment, which is something that we kind of keep and uh, keep really yeah. close to our heart. It's a, it's a big part of the club, but ultimately uh, still making it and still achieving really, really big things as a kind of ragtag yeah. mob. Mob is people. this the anti-surf club, surf club, is that what you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good, it's it's a good brand. way to describe it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this brand is also underpinned then by the Mun. So let, let's talk about the Mun as in like in its first incarnation when it was uh, in the <laughs> early days. There was... Did you ever get, ever, ever get on the cover, Spud? I don't know if I ever made the cover. Definitely made some of the pages, but it was always... Um... So, so, so you made Ralph well Surfing History, but the cover of the man remained... Yeah, I never got the cover. There's plenty of other targets. I don't know if you'd want to be on the front of those original ones. No, I tell you what, it was yeah. definitely uh, a point I think it's worth, we've got to be quite careful now, because Ed, uh, Ed's dad, Nick, uh, probably was on the cover a few times, Tom Scott. There's probably not an issue with that. He's featured on a number of pages. Have you seen these, Ed? Oh, I'm... Don't think so. But it, no. it was always anonymously written, and, yeah. uh, and people were anonymously named. So, yeah. but even though everyone knew, there was a, there was a big house up on Overland Road, which was split into separate bedrooms, and a lot of the boys rented rooms. Now these are the boys that probably didn't have jobs at the time, should I say? So it was a bit of a party house, and anything, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> so it, it must have been a Christmas or something. But the man had been created and left in the toilet. So we went. To, I remember going to the toilet and thinking, oh, what's that, and finding the man in there. There was only a few pages, but it totally ripped it out of all the local, you know, all the local lads on the beach and no holds barred. And no one ever owned up as to who created the man. It became this... <laughs> do, do we know now who, who it was? Uh, I've, I've, I've got ideas, but no one owned up to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, 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 happened, what happened was then was when the line of board riders formed with the official magazine called Long Riders, Right. Which had a little bit of piss taking in it, you know, but mm. it was tried to be mainstream. But you had the Mun, which was still in, in, in underground and still appearing from time to time. I couldn't remember getting a copy and when the, I was a kid. The slip scandal. I mean, the slip, slip scandal slip, tells yeah. you everything. I mean, yeah. what else is going to be in yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it, I mean, I remember, like Sam just said, you, you'd find a copy floating yeah. around a beach. It'd just be a few pages of 
you know, you're talking, this was pre-internet. Uh, it was pre, you know, smartphones where you can just whack up an image and print it out. So it's made on a photocopy. Yeah, made on a photocopy and limited things yeah. out. And mm. we kind of read it and you'd see all these names like Spud and Thompson, Twist and Skin and Carwin. And you think, these are the guys that you could down the beach and they're shredding on skateboards. They're, you know, they're ripping the water. And you kind of want to be them and you aspire to be you know, at their level as good as they are. And yet you see these pages completely destroying them and saying what they did in the nightclubs and the pubs <laughs> all around Mumbles at the time. And you, you would just sit there thinking, I'd love to be in this. I'd love to, <laughs> I would love to, 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 to notice me growing up. It's like you said, yeah. at your age, you didn't understand something. Didn't understand it. Yeah, didn't, so didn't get it. Didn't know what yeah. was going on. So you know, it was kind of like inside jokes. And yeah, um, yeah so we, we didn't really get it. And then it kind of evolved. And then Nick Swinton, a very, very, very good friend of mine, most people know him, uh, grew up together, brilliant surfer, did really well. He had an accident one night, and me and Spud, <laughs> it just turns out that Spud was with him. Define, um, define accident. <laughs> so you might be able to tell you the story. Well, the there, was a, yeah, there was a local nightclub uh, since long gone, Cinderella's, and we all had, most of the, most of the land board riders would go there every Friday night, and there was ways to get in without paying, and they involved a bit of... Uh, Absolutely. There was a lot of different ways, but this, this one particular way uh, was a bit SAS and it involved a bit of climbing over roofs, um, ducking into alleys and getting into the back uh, patio part. Along that sort of cliff bit, was and it? Then, yeah. And then sneaking in when the bouncers weren't looking. Yeah. But the very first part of it, you, we had to jump, you had to climb over a fence on the top of a cliff, get to a little precipice and then jump onto the slate tile roof of the bar that was next door to, to Cinderella's. And... Um, that first jump was a little bit hairy, and then he had to run across and quickly duck into the alley before anyone could see him. So I was with him and showing him that this is the way to do it. And so I said, right, you jump there. So I showed him, jumped, and then ran across. And you have to kind of do it quite quickly. So I'd done my bit and got in, no swimmer. Um, and I later found out that what had happened is he made the jump, then had a bit of a stumble, got his <laughs> lace or shoe or something caught in some guttering, basically went backwards, but didn't fall right to the floor, luckily, because it could have been really hurt. <coughs> Just sort of poleaxed straight through a stained glass window. <laughs> and he was just sort of dangling there. He got health down, he was a bit concussed and groggy and everything like that. And skinned, because he's got to pay for a new stained glass window. Uh, and skinned, well, yeah, well, his parents had to eventually. <laughs> yeah, they did. But one yeah. of the best things about it for me was that he'd obviously had a bit of an accident and everything like that, but the bouncers knew what we were up to. And uh, as he was getting carted through the, the pub to, to escort it out, they gave him a bit of a shoe in his mouth. <laughs> he was all concussed and bruised and everything like that, and they gave him a little bit of a reminder why he do it. And meanwhile, I was in there. I was, I'd made it to the can bar and had a few cans and just was yeah, asking, where is he? Yeah. But, but in, in, after. And in classic LBR fashion, uh, a mun sprung up uh, a couple of weeks later, and Nick had made the cover under the headline Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> and it was just, just fantastic. And he was. So that's how you make the cover on the roof. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I remember sitting there, Nick, I went to go and see him, because, you know, he's my best mate. And he was like this really old dude, he had a dressing gown on, he was using a walking stick to walk, you know, he was pretty smashed up. 
And uh, we gave him this copy of, the, copy of the man, and we were just in the bitch and just there, just reading it. And of course, he couldn't laugh because of his broken ribs. But um, there was a note written on it from uh, Johnny Hutton, who right. uh, is a, I might get a bit emotional now, who yeah. uh, we lost him last year, but he, he kept the, the, the club financially going and, and in spirit through much of the 90s. And uh, he'd written a really lovely note to Nick saying, look, you know, keep your head in check. You've made a big time on the cover of the man. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it, there's, there's still a, lot, uh, a long way for you to go. But it was lovely and it was, it was great. And it was, I think what Johnny was doing in his kind of sensitive style was there was this whole article really taking the pee out of Nick. And he was just sort of making sure Nick was okay because he was still quite young. So he had this kind of, he was looking out for him as well. But it was a lovely touch. But uh, hilarious reading it. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. So I say in, in jokes, all in jokes, you know. Yeah, yeah, all in good fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's, yeah. A, it's a, a good fun read. But yeah. no subject was off limits. <laughs> and now, of course, it's been resurrected. And yeah, that's by you, is it, Sam? Well, yeah, I, I was in was in the LBR growing up. You probably remember seeing you at comps and stuff. Yeah. And then I decided to. Well, my family decided we we buggered off to Fort Ventura. Um, I, I've seen you there as well. We've served together, haven't <laughs> we? Yeah. Um, and uh, ten years out there, came back, um, sort of just carried on surfing island like nothing had changed. Um, I didn't really know the club was going through much of the difficulties that it was. But uh, anyway, to cut a long story short, James Jones messaged me, do you want to be back in the LPR and stuff. And I jokingly replied with, as long as you get me a copy of the month. And I thought, well, you'll be good to write that. And it just sort of evolved. And now it's kind of like yeah, some so sort of addiction. Historian, a magazine editor. Yeah, I, uh, I thought it'd be all of us doing it together, but I kind of get addicted to it and I've taken it to myself. <laughs> and yeah. I'll sit there and, and he's supposed to be we'll the ghostwriter, Sam. Yeah, it's a, well, it's it, did it, yeah. Yeah. it did start that. It was a ghostwriter, we, and I gave I myself a, a pseudonym. I was, it was a Duke Lamb Chop, Similar and that. he yeah. was supposed to be Dude Madras. We did, we did try and keep that anonymous, because, yeah, we like to sort of poke fun. I mean, one of the things we don't want to do, you, you can't take yourself too seriously. As soon as you start taking yourself seriously, especially if you're a skater or a surfer, yeah. you can come across a bit of a dick. So yeah. everything we do has always got that bit of a laugh about it. Yeah. Take the pee out yourself and everything will sort of sort itself out. So we, we kind of did a lot of stuff incognito for a while. Mm. Um, just sort of... Yeah. And well, the hat didn't help. For the benefit of the listener, he's wearing a copy, yeah, a, a, the Mun cap. Yeah. A peak cap, is that what we call it? Yeah, it's yeah. great. It looks, looks great. And it's just sort of evolved into sort of piss taking thing, but you've got to be a bit more PC now, yeah. nowadays. Yeah, and obviously updating club members on well, club stuff. Social media is the face that everyone wants you to see, and the Mun is. The face that no one wants. No one wants it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the in print. It's the so. background of everyone. Yeah, it's the background in print. Back you can't put on social media. No, leave it on the surface. Leave it on the It's a good point, though, isn't it? About you know the piss taking the banter. It, it probably is what helps people get so good at surfing in the end, anyway, isn't it? You know, if you if, if you hadn't had these people to sort of take you down a peg or two. You still get that nowadays, Ed? People oh, taking you down a peg or two? Absolutely. Yeah? The old man made me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother. I tell you what, it definitely helped make sure no one, no one grew up with too much of an ego in Ireland. Yeah. Because you just couldn't. 
no, just mm-hmm. gave us clarity. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think I mean Ed's just a classic example of this heritage piece that we've we've got in Langland. So yeah. you know you have got Nick, who was there right from the start with Thomas and, and with Spud, amazing surfer, and you know another guy that when we were kids growing up, you know, you know this Nick Bresner, you know, yeah. really stylish, great surfer. Yeah, you know, yeah, he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably talk about that in a minute. But then you know you can paddle out on any given day, and you'll see Ed in the water. And his brother in the water. Yeah. All of them rip. All of them shred. Ed's the best because he's regular for it. You know, and it's just it's just lovely to see. And there's a lot of these kind of instances where the guys who kind of got the club going or, or or kept the club going, you'll now see them in with you know maybe their sons and maybe their daughters, and yeah. you get this bit of a kind of atmosphere inland. It's really unique, oh, I think. It is. I don't think you not many other places in the world where you can get that. Mm. The likes of the Pankneys as well and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's the number of surf oh, spots you've got within in one little bay, yeah. isn't it? It's it's like almost ten spots. Yeah. 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 Is that the official number? Ten? I, 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 has anyone tried to count it? I think it can be once. I think it's like. Rob's got some new ones. He's got the surgeon's table. He's got the bay. He's naming these. Lying down on a swelly, finless, with goat boat paddles. Wow. Yeah, just can't go any place in the world and see that. It's impressive. Let's talk about some of the legendary Langland events uh, as well. For years, the Toxic Toxic Trophy. It was was pretty much as as coveted as the Welsh. Yeah, what what a contest that was. Um, So, we've got to, you, you, you can't talk about it much, but mentioning Chris French, who, who was, <coughs> I suppose, contest director for, yeah, for a yeah, lot of those yeah. in, in, in the early years. He put a hell of a lot of work, he put a hell of a lot of work into those. Um, you know, backed up the car and when he'd come home and, he, and he'd bring like a ragtag mob of pro surfers with him as well. Yeah. But it's brilliant. And, big event, know, a hard, high standard, big yeah, event to win. Yeah, really big. I mean, we used to watch it a lot, you know, there was younger gen, um, younger categories uh, for us but yeah there's like Dave Malherb and, and lots of like yeah, really Dave Malherb he was uh, once I think oh, South African uh, Taylor yeah. Knox yeah. might be there Taylor Knox came oh, once no, I think he, he, didn't, of he didn't come in the event but yeah. was, uh, and you know and it, it was a, a brilliant event I think the first time it ever ran I think it's the best I've ever seen Langham break ever mm. I don't think it's ever been like it since and it was, it was pumping I think that gave it a lot of momentum um and quite recently we were talking to Steve England uh, and Hugo at Surf Against Sewage and we've definitely got an aspiration to bring that back. Because it started as a Surf Against Sewage event, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really important. And I think it was quite pivotal for them yeah, at the time well, as well. It helped them mm, get a lot of momentum. The inflatable tears. Yeah, the inflatable tear with came here. Yeah. So it was kind of... Gary Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. It was at that stage where surfing was going through this boom. Yeah. And uh, it's just really well timed. It was a great contest. And I think it showcased... Langland uh, in, in a really good light because it is such a versatile break like Ed just mentioned with lots of different breaks within the beach um, it's a great contest venue and it, it, it's something that we're, we're really keen to, to get going again mm. it, it's brilliant and there's of course a lot of great stories behind behind that, that contest as well and then there was Derek Hines two visits here with his Red Bull tour that he was running that's when, right. uh, when, when Nick Swinnerton won a trip to JB for doing a backhand floater on a two foot wave, I can remember. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did. Um, they went in that little bit between the sort of reef and the shore break that 
we were counselled against going in tonight. The trot. Yeah. The trot. The trot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of those, one of those mad easterly wind days where it was not like that. It was like that, wasn't it? It was that like might big be. and easterly. I'm sure that was one of the breakable. It, it could well have been, yeah. I mean, Nick will tell you it was a massive, really, really good float there. <laughs> <laughs> Free falling yeah. down, nearly breaking his board. Yeah, but I'm not sure if it was. But yeah, he did. He ended up going to... to uh, South Africa with Almini, I think it was, and someone else I can't quite Didn't recall. Did he stay with Derek? Gareth Mallon, I think, maybe? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, and he stayed with Derek. Uh, stayed in Derek Hines' house. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, yeah. So, you know, and I think we've got a lot to thank to, to these guys, Thompson, Carwin and Arwin and all these guys who start the club to get yeah. that kind of recognition. I think for quite a while, you, saw, you feel quite proud that actually, and it's happened, you know, we've all been fortunate enough to to travel the world and stuff. And Lang had almost had a name in different places because perhaps we were following behind Carwin and the Poutneys yeah. and people who'd gone out and done this stuff. And it quite often happened that you, you, know, you might be fortunate enough to find yourself in, even in Bali and places like that in the early days and it's way from Langland. Yeah. And you know, within a few conversations, I know that, you, you know, Carwin or mm. Phil Pout or you know, something like that. And again, it's another thing that just adds to this history and this rich tapestry that we've got here. Then you get to surf with Keith Chagrin on breakfast TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do tell. <laughs> you remember that. Uh, French used to blame for that. Is he? Uh, yeah, he is, yeah. Um, those of you who are old enough to remember the Big Breakfast TV I show. I remember it well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lockkeeper's Cottages, <laughs> Old Ford Lock, London, E32NN. Right, so yeah, it is right. Yeah, they used to be a bit on there with Keith Chagan used to knock people up and get them to do challenges. Yeah, knocking the door. Yeah, yeah, the door. They'd be in the yeah, yeah. 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 in their dressing gowns and stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, he turned up here one day and he contacted the club somehow. I don't know how. And this was kind of when Frenchie was, um, you know, kind of in charge. And uh, <laughs> oh, God. he ended up like <laughs> Yeah, Frenchie and Keith Chagan. I bet they got on famously. Oh, they did. They did. They got and, uh, yeah, there was um, uh, me, Frenchie. So Frenchie, like, we need somebody down the beach. Matt, Matt swimming. I think I was, I was a student at the time, so I was free. I think, uh, and Andy Plosi was there as well. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, we we, we kind of found somebody walking down the prom who'd never surfed before, and dragged him in the water, and Keith Chagan was bouncing around the place and stuff. And yeah, it, it, it was good fun. I think Frenchie took him out to town. That night, yeah, but you'd have to ask him about that. But yeah, pretty crazy. So, and I, th I think that's the beauty of, of, of surf clubs. You know, you, you yeah. kind of have these connections, and you meet colourful and, and, and crazy characters, and, mm. and stuff happens. So, yeah. Because I just realised as well that coming back to that, the Derek Hind visits, he was using Langland literally to try and sort of test out a possible rival world the, tour, wasn't he? Cause, yeah, because yeah. he brought like uh, Justin Matterson, Gavin Besher and a few of those, like the Lost crew, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, he's always been a visionary, that guy. Mm. Um, and it's something, in a way, I don't know whether it inspired us, but some of the events, like one of the big things that we want to do as a club is to, um, we polled all our members and you've got a lot of people who are into competing, the idea of competing, but they might write alternative craft. and. You know, it's like Ed, you'll see Ed on, on, on one of his kind of, you know, mid-lengths yeah. and, and fish shapes. and Six you know, ten long fish or something like something, something that's easy to catch waves on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you write it properly. And, yeah. You know, you'll see Ed, who's you know amazing surfer, fantastic surfer, and then you think, how could Ed compete alongside, say, someone like Pat, who's doing yeah. air revos and, and, and shredding in the, in the kind of inverted commas proper way that mm. people see contest surfers. So we were really keen to kind of find a format that, that can enable that. So Sam came up with a, 
with a seeded option. Seeded open. And it was really I successful. Yeah, yeah. as much as I could We had to, had to just have it as a club member contest. I mean, it was a lot of interest. It was a lot of interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wanted to. Uh, yeah, I saw, like, you know, Pat was in the water with, uh, with uh, what's her name, Surf Bella. Was it? Oh, Claire. Yeah, Claire. Claire, is that, is yeah. That, that's what Claire, Scott, yeah. I just know it by the, by the, Surf Bella. the Instagram name. It, yeah. was, it worked out. It they they were going toe well. to toe, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, it was close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's things like that. And, and again, you know, we're quite a diverse club. I think um, with a wry smile, Langland used to be quite a clicky place uh, yeah. through, through a lot of the 90s. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, we, will, we will be talking okay. about that again yeah. in, in a little bit. Yeah. Can I just ask about the, the legends then? Let's do some name dropping of the absolute legends of the club. Of the club then we got the we got the Pountney brothers, um, uh, and, and then we got a couple of other people mentioned here, and, and in particular those no longer with us. Uh, Bj Jonathan Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, Spud Thompson. Yeah. Was, yeah. You might be better. A few first. words on. Yeah, well, BJ was he was um, basically he was the same age as me, so we were we were part of the original. We were the we were the Groms mm. of the LBR when it first started up, and um, <coughs> yeah, we, we we just loved the LBR from the start. The very first thing we did for the LBR was a sponsored skate, right. uh, which was all on the back of <coughs> what Tom's was saying about getting the skate ramp with the council and setting up the club, the sponsors gave was basically trying to raise money to buy wood because they'd sussed on to borrowed. where the wood had borrowed. gone from, borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> so we could to buy wood instead of borrow wood. And uh, so we, uh, LBR, first thing, first point on the agenda was to do the sponsored skate, which is basically push, just, just skateboard up and down um, Swansea Promenade up to the county hall from Mumbles and back again, raise as much money as you could, buy the wood, make, make the ramp. And ever since then, we were, uh, BJ and myself were with the Groms, and we did everything together, everything in the LBR. We, we were always at, we were the junior surf members and junior skate members of the committee. Um, and yeah, he, he <coughs> what can I say about BJ? Yeah, he was, basically he was, he's probably the most Langland person I've ever known. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't really know how else to describe that, but he, he's yeah, he is. He was. He would bleed for Langland for sure, and um, yeah, when we lost him a few years ago, it was there's a bench here for him, and you know everyone who is part of the LBR, past and present, will know of BJ, and yeah, he was a great a great member for sure. Mm. And let's talk about Johnny Hutton as well. Then you did mention him briefly earlier. Someone give us a few words on him. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> Johnny, so we were kind of a generation behind uh, Spuds and, and, and BJ, so the likes of Nick, who we've spoken about a lot, and uh, Matt Jones, uh, amazing surfer, lives in uh, Western Australia now. And we really aspired to be uh, in the LPR and, and really looked up to these guys who were sitting to my left. And at the time, it kind of, it's the same in any walk of life, you know, people come and go, people get busy, they have kids, they have different jobs, and you kind of, you join the club, and at that point, Frenchie was driving the contest, but Johnny Hatton was kind of keeping the wheels moving in the background, and mm. um, we used to know him as this, just this super stylish uh, surfer, um, incredible surfer. Um, he used to surf with my dad and, and, and people back in the day, and we, we really looked up to the guy. 
Um, and probably didn't quite realise he'd, he'd, he'd turn up at the beach and chuck us a couple of T-shirts with LBR written on the back and things like that. And, you know, ultimately, someone's paying for those sorts of things, but he was just doing it out of his own time. Good time for everyone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He'd be hanging down the hat to If you were wandering down, you know, you'd talk to Johnny, um, and he had the, you know, he was everyone's friend, absolute legend. And the other thing is, he, he didn't really surf anywhere else in Langland other than the ship pipe. Ship yeah. pipe. Yeah. And he would just paddle out the ship pipe and he'd just take off and pull this, pose, this classic pose and go all the way into the beach and that was Johnny surfing. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like Ed, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like Johnny's the most stylish guy in Langland and he's not doing anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, he, and way of doing he did, didn't he? Yeah, he's just a total stylish. gentleman. And yeah. It, uh, yeah. He took a lot of people under his wing, didn't he? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He was the glue behind the club for years, though. It would have... Yeah. It would have well, would have, could have, nearly did fall apart yeah. a lot of times if it wasn't for Johnny because yeah. the LBR has been disorganised chaos since the beginning, mm. but mm. there's always been and needed someone to kind of hold it together. Um, and yeah. for years and years, Johnny Hutton was that man. Yeah. And yeah. now there's an award named after him. Yeah, so we, when the club started together, uh, the pace that it's got now and the membership that it's got now, we really wanted to kind of uh, sort of mark Johnny and, and the impact that he had on the club. So um, we spoke to his brother um, uh, so the, last year and we commissioned uh, an award. So it's the Johnny Hutton Award and it's something that we're gonna uh, give to somebody every year. And they don't have to be a club member, it's just somebody who's contributed to this unique society as skaters and surfers that we've all got. Um, they, you know, they could be doing something to the environment or they could be just doing something in the community that, that, that really makes a difference to everybody. Mm. So um, with Rob, uh, Johnny's uh, brother's blessing, um, we, we commissioned the award. And um, yeah, at our last contest, we actually uh, awarded it to Sam because of the work uh, as our club historian has done yeah, in the background, a picture of <coughs> in the background to get the club to where it is now. And it was only fitting um, uh, to, to, oh, to gosh, award it to Sam. a beautiful trophy, wow, yeah. Made out of driftwood and it's actually got like an engraving of Johnny yeah, it's actually Johnny, Johnny isn't it? On, on it. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the, the turnout for the, the paddle out and the sound I've just said yeah. it already. Yeah. 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 I've never seen anything like that in Langland. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was, and, and that was that was kind of it was on, it was off, it was on, it was off. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people it could have been it would have been even yeah, bigger. people yeah. made the yeah. effort. Yeah. People yeah. Seen but yeah, so to Mark's legacy, that, that that will go to somebody every year. Yeah. So you wanted this year, there's like anyone else in the Franks? Yeah, there, there, <coughs> yeah, there was. I mean, a lot of discussion. There must have been some discussion behind the scenes without me. Cause yeah, we had a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a panel, and we wanted to get Rob's involvement in it as well. But um, Alice Barton, who I think is a, a very popular name, everybody knows who she is, and we're really fortunate to have uh, Alice call Langland her home break because she's mm. just a phenomenal surfer, phenomenal athlete, and she, she's a brilliant young lady, she works hard, she? Works hard for, for, for where she's going, she's driven, and uh, I just think she's an inspiration for, for anyone of any age who, who stands on any kind of board, the amount of work she puts into it, and yeah, she was definitely in the running. And uh, it's funny you mention Alice, actually, because uh, we spoke to her just before she went away on WQS duty, and uh, I tell you what, producer Dodd is giving the signal that he's queuing that up, we'll have a listen to what she said. <laughs> Yeah, definitely in the water, having a surf, hence the, the wet hair. <laughs> nice. And in Langland? Yeah, Langland. 
And that's a really important place to you then, because that is where you first started surfing, pushed into waves by your father in the corner of the bay. Yeah, Langland, Langland was a great place to like learn to surf and it's a great place to progress in surfing. Um, and yeah, all the people there and it's, it's, it's a great vibe. Everyone's pushing you all the time. And how quickly in that process did you realize like, hang on, this is something that I'm going to be taking really seriously? Well, I definitely think for a while I was just like, I'm absolutely rubbish at this. Pat used to call me like the ultimate kook. And yeah, I was, I was, you know, proper beginner surfer. Um, and then like, I just did it for like a little while when I was about 13, 14 and I was like, you know, on a foam board. Um, and I started to try my dad's old hard boards. He had like a Weber or something. And I was like, okay, I'll give this a go. See what it's like. Um, I was rubbish, couldn't even paddle at all. So he ended up pushing me into a lot of my waves. Um, and then from there, I kind of just, I wanted to just get better because I was like, you know, I want to be better than my dad and whatnot. So I was literally driven to just try and get better. And I, the more I did like, the more I included myself in Langland and the different places in Langland, the, the more experience yeah. I, I got. Um, and then also in Langland, there's obviously a lot of experienced surfers. So they, I went to my first competition, which was the Welsh. And I think I came like fifth at five girls. Right. Um, yeah. But getting experience like that, it was like... It's got to be done though, isn't it? It was really good. Yeah. It made me like, I was like, oh, I'm quite enjoying this. This is like a yeah. a really exciting thing and it gets your adrenaline up and it's it's really good fun yeah. so yeah i really enjoy and, it and if you can enjoy going down to freshie to come fifth out of five girls then like <laughs> it's it's, it's exactly. all from there isn't it yeah yeah exactly. and i mean you know to put this in context um i was i was commentating at the Boardmasters last summer when you did something unprecedented in <laughs> british surfing which was to win both the juniors and the open at the same time so uh You've come a long way since then. Now, let's talk briefly about people who've helped push you along there from within that Langland community. You mentioned Pat. We're talking proper like playground sniping then when Pat's calling you like, you know, the ultimate cook and stuff like that. This is this is when your little kids like saying cruel things to each other behind yeah. your parents' backs, is it? And uh, and your brother's very important as well, Elliot. Yeah, definitely. Elliot's like a great role model for me, really, because he's always, always pushing me to do better in surfing and he's really come on a long way and he actually started surfing before me but gave it up and was like no I'm not doing that but as soon as I got into it he came back and he's he's got really like his technique has improved so much over the past year it's ridiculous he's like doing big yeah. airs now it's copying Pat <laughs> Copy and Pat. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a pretty good place to start. Now LBR though, they they're telling me right. You know, we've had plenty of Pat on this show, and uh, you know they they're telling me you're not available at the time of our recording with the main panel. That you are Langland's hot up and coming surfer. That you're you're the first name that came off Simon Page's tongue as we were going there. Um, LBR, tell me about Langland board riders and what it means to you as a club then. Langland board riders is really cool. I mean, for ages, I was like, when I was the newbie and learning to surf, there's always, there would always be a group of like really cool people hanging out at Langland and just having like a really good time. And I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. And I think a lot of people notice it down Langland that there's like, you know, this, it's just great group of people that love surfing. So I think it's just a really fun like thing to be a part of and everyone's so 
just positive in it and everyone's out there to just you know catch waves you obviously get your days where people are like you know this is my way back off but it's it's good fun it's it's a great like team to be a part of uh you you'll be doing that as well in a couple of years time. <laughs> i already do don't worry i have my day good <laughs> to pat hopefully oh yeah definitely um and i i love this when we were sound checking we were talking about key rivals and i loved this answer you know who is who is your key rival in in langland or your main you know your main sort of inspiration and person you want to keep up with and getting one one up on bat always bat yeah pat definitely is the the guy to you know put your put your standards up against but i think he's he's a good role model for everyone in langland that he's you know he's really respected and what he did in the Azores uh, last year was, was really, really something to be proud of. So yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's great. He's easy to wind up as well. So it's great but for you, right. <laughs> for you with, with an air game yourself with, you know, a really, really good surfing on rail, you know, with great competitive results of late and every, you know, all of the stuff together, you must be watching that Azores run that he went on and you must be thinking something very different to the rest of us because we're watching it and going, yeah, great, good for you. But you're watching it and thinking, it's my turn next. <laughs> Definitely. There's the, I mean, when I actually went to the Azores and I just, it was an experience for me because I really realized what I need to really push myself in. But um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm like, you know, this next contest, like Israel and the upcoming QS events, I really want to just push myself and get to the quarters, get to the semis and finals in the QSs. Cause you know, it's, it's something that I, I really want to get to. So yeah, it would be, it would be nice to do that this year. So yeah. And are you, using specific targets then so are you talking about specific rounds you want to get to or 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 an actual ranking that you're looking to get this year yeah so i think definitely um making quarters semis and finals and qs is 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 good results and something that's really really valued as a young surfer at the moment um and then obviously just moving on with um contests just you know taking out a qs win would be one of the dreams it's it's right. great to win a qs yeah so, yeah and challenger series yeah definitely challenger is something that i really want to be able to push myself to get on because it's where the where the best are competing so yeah <laughs> yeah alice thank you very much for your time and uh, all the best we're going to be watching your progress uh, and uh, we're, we're rooting for you all the way thank you so much So you heard Alice talking there, you, you were just mentioning her. Go on into the side, tell me how good is she? Oh she's ridiculous. Yeah, she, she she's you know, it's it's quite easy to see to say, and it, you know, it's quite a difficult thing to say, people say, Oh she's good for a girl. Actually park that, scratch that. Well as you heard her she, saying, you know, she sees Pat as her she she, she she's an incredible well, surfer. Pat, when we did the seeded open we had little sort of side awards, didn't we? Yeah. And one of them was best manoeuvre of the contest. And we watched, I was judging with you, mm. and Alice took off on a less than brilliant wave on the reef and got all three best manoeuvres of the contest on one wave in yeah. a row. And everyone was just screaming their heads off. And yeah. like completely took the wave to pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, phenomenal stuff. I mean, who, 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 who,
you know, to be second at a second, I don't want to say second best, but to second in the water to Pat, who's fourth on the QS, which you just mentioned, mm. um, and above, uh, uh, as we've just established, a load of other really hot surfers that are still in moment, and she is streets above. You know, she's, so it's her and Patrick are standouts by a mile. She is red hot. Yeah. Which is a couple of years ago. Yeah. She, she wouldn't really surf her, and now she's... I know she's come on quick, and she has. Oh, she been surfing quick, and she oh. hasn't, has she? She's yeah. training, yeah. and training, yeah. and training, and she's always in the gym and stuff. And when obviously when it's dark, and she's proper dedicated. But they're obviously impressive. competitive family because her little brother, Elliot, Elliot surfed, surfed before <coughs> she did, then gave up, and then when she started getting good again, oh, really? decided yeah. he. Without didn't want to have, have her be better than him, so that's why he's got back into it. And they, they I mean, again, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he's, he's fantastic as well. In fact, on, on, on the poll that I mentioned earlier on, where our style King Ed's there, uh, Elliot won uh, Lang's best snick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 He did get a lot of votes, actually. I'm sure so yeah, I mean, phenomenal surfer as well, and I think it's one of the unique, unique things of Langland is we've got these really high caliber, high tech, uh, competitive surfers. But then you look below that, and we've got this just fantastic caliber of surfer in Langland that I think is unique. Um, you've got people who who won't go anywhere near a contest fest. People like Rory Moran, Cy Tucker, mm. um, you know, and a lot of people like Josh Hawk who doesn't Bentos. compete much. Adam Bent. Bentos, yeah, uh, he has won the Welsh, I think. Yeah, he has, he has. Yeah. But he, you know, he's not really into contests. And there's a whole raft of, of, of these guys and girls. That's the way you do that with him. Turn up, enter once, win it. And that is pretty much what he did. That yeah. is pretty much what he did, yeah. And I think yeah. the first I saw of him ever was like the year before he turned up at maybe the Elusive Open or something. I thought, oh, that's a good surfer from Magnum there. Mm. Next year he won the Welsh, and yeah, hardly Yeah, oh, pheno you know, phenomenal surfers. And, you know, that... That's what's, what's great to paddle out in Langland, and you know, it, it is a busy break. It's always been quite a, a high caliber mm. surfers at Langland. Mm. Yeah, it's and I think, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that it's just a pleasure to surf at Langland. Yeah. Alice then, off on the QS this year now. Is, is she, she a big, big hope for, you know, putting this place, well, this place is on the map, but for sort of, you know, really representing at that sort of highest level, you think? It's all there for her, you know, and the, uh, competing at that level in any sport, um, there's an element of luck. So, you know, if those things line up for her, she, it, it, it's there for her. And, mm. and her attitude to, to it, yeah, she you know, as you just hear it. I think the thing I know is most about, about her that's different to nearly all the other surfers that have come out of Langland that have done well is her attitude to the whole thing. She's already a professional in her attitude, whereas mm. everyone else has been. Very loose. That's the whole part of the LBR is yeah. as loose as anything. Like the surf, but like to party. Yeah. yeah. But Alice is very um she's very professional in around look at the yeah. whole thing. She really puts it and I, I, I don't see why she couldn't you know, I'm sure there's hundreds of surfers at every beach that are you know, have a, have enough talent to do it, but I think she's driven enough to to fully see it through and I I, I fully believe that she's gonna mm. make She'll make something of it. Oh, so sure. In fact, this this will kind of show you um, 
the kind of level that she's at. I got through through the uh, LPR Instagram account earlier on. We got tagged where uh, there was a school event, uh, some school in Swansea today, where kids could go to school dressed as a Welsh hero, uh, and uh, a lady tagged us saying their daughter had gone uh, as Alice. Wow! <laughs> Which, uh, is that International Women's Day? Is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, International Women's Day, and you know, as, as an inspirational figure. Wow. And uh, I mean, that's just incredible. That's yeah, awesome. Who else is good among the Groms? Just give it, drop a few names for us here Ollie, now. Ollie Evans. Ollie Evans is incredible. Uh, super powerful. He's getting in their game. His rail game's amazing. Brilliant surfer. Good style. Yeah, 17, is it? Yeah, round about that. He's big, big, lanky, goofy footer. Yeah, he, he's, he's a brilliant surfer. Yeah, he is very, very good. Looking uh, down younger than that? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't know how old Elliot is. We've spoken about him, but he yeah, always looks like a super grown. 14. Yeah, he, right. he's yeah, phenomenal. He's in fact, what's his name? Dexter. Dexter as well, club member. Uh, really good skater. Very good skater. Just, yeah. yeah, and... Often uh, yeah, a sign of someone who's going to crack it with Exactly, well, yeah, he's, got, he's got that natural ability. Well, that's going to make a huge difference when the, when the skate park arrives. Yeah, it will, yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, we've got... A lot of family members with uh, uh, kids who are in the club as well now, which is fantastic, and they're all yeah doing doing really really well. And your girls are in there, Sam? My girls surfing now. I surfed uh, took my eldest um, last Monday storm surfing. She just loves it because I tell her all the stories about Langland, and yeah. a lot of her friends go to Caswell, and I'm like. Can't go there. You've got to come here. Yeah, <laughs> and like grabs on uh, my ankles yeah. and I'm paddling out just to so get out. Like uh, Evan Morris and Caitlin Morris, who are who are surfing really well, stylish, great athletes, and right. yeah, really up for it. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Nope. All of these Groms are good as well at the internet, aren't they? Insta, <laughs> Instagram. Are, are you are you are, are you a, um, are you an influencer, Ed? Oh, not an off. No, do you do, do you do edits and you know whatever um, else we call it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite good enough for that. All right, okay. Ed's a rock star. He's yeah. a rock star. Yeah. In the middle of this youth movement, one of the Instagram accounts to follow is the LBR. You're very good at Insta, now. <laughs> Who's that then? It's relentless. Who's yeah. doing that? I'm not cleaning. Who that. is it? It's all anonymous in the LBR. Yeah, it's yeah, anonymous. It's yeah, yeah, it's anonymous. The hooded claw. Yeah. And that anonymous awards you did as well, that in a sort of, you know, terrorist balaclava or whatever it was. It was like a Mexican restaurant. stuck under the stairs for months. It was a roll in under the stairs. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that goes back to that anonymous kind of uh, don't take yourself too seriously thing. Yeah, and we, you know, we thought, right, let's do an awards. And um, we opened it up to everybody. It was just going to be sort of typed out, wasn't it? Mm. And then it was, let's do it live. Yeah. What do you mean, like, get, get some masks and stuff? I can remember setting, I like, fully took it seriously, I set up a green screen and everything. <laughs> Editing, like, London Studios. Where did you get all the green from? A big green blanket. In the background, wow. Yeah. So it works then, it? It did work, yeah. <laughs> as long as you get the right shade of green. <laughs> but, yeah, we kind of saw it as an extension of the mud. Um, you know, everybody's... Uh, the mud goes digital. Huh? I, I'm going to push you boys on this a little bit now, right? Because it's a big change attack, though, isn't it? You know, you, you used to be very exclusive. You were talking about being edgy, being cliquey. And, and, then, and then now, you know, okay, you know, the Instagram account has got that kind of vibe to it. You know, like, you, you, you sort of think, oh, gosh, whoever's running this Instagram account, I'm a bit kind of scared of them, you know, because it, it's got that kind of <laughs> anarchic humour, hasn't it? But it is a much more inclusive vibe now. It's been a bit of a 
battle. I'm going to test the boundaries of this now, right? I wouldn't say the LBI has ever been exclusive, though. It was just so loosely organised that it was it was hard right. to get in because there was no one to ask to how out. to get in. <laughs> I'm going to push this now, right? I, 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 I live in Plymouth and I come here and I'm a student and I decide I want to join LBR. Caswell's around the corner. That's what you just said, yeah. What happens? There's a pecking order. <laughs> you never find the right person to ask to join yeah. because it's too anonymous. I'll be dropping on you on the reef. You've got to find Kaiser Soze. Because you've got a fine tradition of localism here, haven't you? Yeah, look, we, we do. The 70s, um, 70s was bad. Yeah, the 70s was bad, the 80s was bad, mm. you know, the 90s was, was bad as well. And, you know, it just, look, surfing and, you know, skating, and I guess surfing we're talking about in the localism, because I don't think you'd find it in skating tops. No, it's really completely opposite. Yeah, complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in a surfing sense, I mean, I mean, surfing's just perhaps one of the best things any human being can do, just up in the sea, and, and, and riding waves is just incredible. So of course it's going to attract people uh, left, right, and centre. And localism is a really sort of uh, tricky subject to talk about without really coming across as, as, as a bit of an idiot, really. But um, you know we're, we're proud of our beach, and it is busy, and we welcome everybody. And I think people should surf, and, and, and people should surf everywhere. But it gets to a point where you can look at Lang on any given day, and it's packed. It's really, really busy. It's a busy, busy beach, mm. and it's a bit dangerous, you know. And what we did with our members, and we'll welcome any members, you know, it's just people who, who put the time in the water uh, is important. But we, we kind of surveyed them as they joined, and, and everybody who joins the club kind of agrees that, you know, we, we should champion good behaviour in the water. Yeah, but from etiquette, a, But yeah. from a, an etiquette, from a safety point of view, because it's not like I learned from Spud and BJ and Carmen yeah. and, and, and Gareth Williams and the like that, if we went to serve somebody somewhere else, so this would be us, say, perhaps getting in a van with uh, Rob Pike and he used to give us lifts and French used to give us Spud, he took me to a certain secret spot down Pembroke. And we would even paddle out one yes. at a time back in those days. We wouldn't just all pile in the water. Mm. So it's these little things, and, and the more popular something gets, some of these kind of inverted commas rules might get eroded a little bit. Yeah. But we're certainly not the police, we're certainly not violent, we certainly, you know, aren't active in that sense of a localism or something you can mm. see it you know it, we welcome all members and i i personally think everybody should surf you get a lot out of it yeah. but unfortunately it's so busy it's only it's a matter of time until uh, accidents happen and they do happen yeah. to be honest it's, it's it's safety of everybody which is why most of the localism or whatever you want to call it has happened in the past is because we're probably the closest beach in the uk to a Big city. It's a city beach break, I think, isn't it? Yeah, really? and there's not many. If you think yeah. about the UK, there's not many. And the beach is, what, 500 yards long? The tide moves 10 metres, yeah. and there are rocks everywhere. Yeah. There's riptide currents everywhere. Um, and there's a lot of different breaks, probably, I can't remember, I'm counting off the top of my head. Ten, I reckon. Ten, I think. Ten is the official Ten plus. Ten plus. So at any time, there can be a lot of surfers in the water, and there's a lot of different breaks. And a lot of the supposed localism or heavy locals, usually it's, it's people saying, you shouldn't really be there, or yeah. you're not in the right place, or you're, because they're mm. going to get dragged in the rip, they're going to hit the rocks. Yeah. It's more about safety than anything. Yeah. Obviously, there's local, localism for you're in my way, or you're taking yeah. my way, but a lot of it, I mean, I lo lose count of how many times surfers have had to save people 
on foamies or swimming, yeah, caught in the rip every uh, summer, in the, multiple yeah. times every summer. Really? Yeah, in the rips, yeah. So it's, you know, it's not an easy beach to surf. Yeah. It's a great beach to surf, but it's not an easy beach to surf. You you have to spend some time here and, yeah. and get to know it. And a lot of the localism parts are, are more from just trying to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing. There's some some of those surf shots are, you know, quite tough to figure out. You know, I I, I remember coming down here, playing the idiot in my 20s with uh, Isaac Kibblewhite and, and Ben, oh, ben, ben Selway behind the lens. We're like, right, we're going to go and get our shot now, right? And I took off on a left out there, on the left, and it was like a kind of a sort of, it, it bottomed out from under me and I kind of free fell down and landed. <coughs> and then as I got to the bottom of the wave, I just smashed into someone who I just dropped in on. <laughs> and it was your dad. It was Nick President and I was like, oh, <laughs> Now it was the dead of winter, right? Now Isaac oh. had gone in with his hat off and his gloves off because he wanted to get in the mag, right? And I, I was like, I'm still wearing my hat. And I'm like, oh my God, he's got my hat on. He's not gonna... I pop up the other side and I'm trying not to look at him. And he goes, you do that again and I'll rip your head off. He starts shouting at me. And I'm paddling away going, yep, yep. So, and he paddles off and there's a bit of white water, there's a bit of duck diving. I paddle up to Guts and I'm going, oh, I just dropped it on someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Guts is talking to me. And then your dad, right, he paddles up to the pair of us and, I, and he looks at us and I'm like, and I realise he doesn't realise it was me. <laughs> and he goes, Guts goes, oh, again, dropped in on again there, Press. <laughs> yeah, 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 I sent him in, I sent him in. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, yeah, good, good for you, yeah, oh, I sent him in. <laughs> and I had a great session after that. Isaac obviously got the shot in the mag because he was both a better surfer and not wearing his gloves and his hat, but, uh, you know, there we go. So uh, yeah, it's something to be proud of, isn't it? Now, is this is this sort of newer, slightly more inclusive? I just want to put a theory to you. Is it like there's a kind of a second wind of the LBR that we're in now, and then there was that kind of strange period in between where LBR turned into Langland Surf Division, and it sort of it went away. And I remember there were some sorts where like there wasn't an LBR, there yeah, was no LBR. There was a gap, I think. I mean, what happens with a lot of things like that is that the generation of people that started it, yeah, and then there was the Groms. When they all grow up, there's a there is a quite often a gap, and yeah. that's basically what it was happened. There's a gap, even though it's a lot of the older crew that have come back and started again. But there was a mm. a, a generation gap where there was uh, language kind of I wouldn't say lost its identity, but there wasn't it wasn't the same vibe for for a few years. There wasn't the same yeah. Um, for a few years, it wasn't the odd standout surfer. There wasn't the contest. There wasn't a lot of things, and it just so the LBR just kind of floated around. I don't know if it officially ever stopped. Yeah, I mean, it just I mean, sort of floated yeah. around with nothing to do. I for can a while, remember. Yeah. Who was it? The Coles who started. So yeah, like yeah. the Coles, can, Lloyd Cole. I mean, amazing surfer. I can remember. I think Bentos was a bit. Bentos, yeah. yeah. Reese Morris. Like Probably for the same reason that time the LBR started out. This was the Fort Visit me, well not visit me, they came before Richard surf and I happened to live there. But I can remember him saying, oh, it's LBR was old news, LSD, you know, that's what yeah. you want. And I was like, well, I'm never leaving the LBR, what do you want about? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember when I used to write LBR by board in Sharpie, because I never had any stickers on it. That makes Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the boys, so it, I think it was a generation thing and, you know, the brilliant surfers, like, you know, the, you, you see Lloyd, an incredible surfer, you know, you, he, he could win contests with the drop of hat still. Mm. Uh, and his brother James, and yeah, as we mentioned, a few other side tuck it and, and a few yeah. of the lads, they just wanted to do their own thing. Brilliant, yeah. you know. But yeah. um, 
you know, the club started to pick up again. And, you know, we've got to say a big mention to, to Will Poutney, uh, son of, of Rob Poutney, who put a lot of effort in and, and to get the club going mm. well. Brilliant surfer in, in his own right. James Nathaniel James was Yeah, and more recently yeah. Nathaniel as well. So Nathaniel mm. kept, it, um, kept it going, kept it ticking over. So, yeah, it's a big... Um, Mm. Kind of tip of the hat and not to head. But now then, this this strong club now, you know, we're here we're in this building overlooking the beach. You know, it, it's a it's a club that's kind of learned. You know, it's had all those different phases, but it's still got its character. Yeah, and that's a big thing. You know, we still have this kind of we like the idea of being a little bit spiky. Yeah, uh, a lot of the characters are still here. Yeah, a lot of the characters yeah, are still characters. here. You know, and, and still involved. And, and a lot of the new characters are the kids of the old characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you are the reigning holders of the sword. It's here in the room. Um, so, you know, let, let's talk Wilkinson's sword. He cut himself on that before we came in. Yeah. Is, that, is that what it was? I genuinely cut myself on the sword this evening. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, the sword, yeah, massive history. I mean, Matt and Tom, so you, you guys were probably there from when it first came. First came to LBR, anyway, for sure. I, don't, I wasn't... I think the Wilkinson sword has been going longer than that. I'm not sure when it first started, but... Um, I just like the, the the odd sort of three years that it's just says, yeah that was a bit cocky with that. There's three different for the benefit of the listener. There are three shields on it: an L in one, a B in one. So whoever you we also so didn't engrave it for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh no, you, oh you engraved it in advance, did you? Yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah. we were just, just confident. Yeah. Yeah. We just confident. So instead of instead of doing uh, Langland board riders on because each one each one is supposed to put the club in the year. Yeah. And we got to one stage, and it was we were so confident that we were going to win each year. We said, "Well, let's just do." What, what, let's Producer Dodd's going to go and look and tell us what dates those there's are. A, those three years. I think there's two just L probably late eighty six years of. I, I distinctly remember a conversation uh, with Carwin, and uh, he was saying, "Look, we will Top right. definitely have enough." Shields on this trophy to write Langland board right. I don't know how many how many wins in a row that would have to be, but yeah, it does mean a lot to the club. Uh, the, the, the three that are in a little triangle shape, top right, that's L, B, and R, isn't it? What years yeah. were they that, that, that they did it as L, B, and R? 1991 and 92. Yeah, it's a fabulous thing, and yeah, it means it, it means a lot to us. And you know, at some point, I remember my older brother <laughs> being part of the team that won it one year, and he'd have it in his bedroom for, for a long time, and it would kind of journey its way around the club members. And uh, lack of Welsh custom, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. But yeah, it means a lot to us, and uh, yeah, of course, it's it, it's coming up uh, very soon. You and confident of retaining it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. are. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is this a hard place to come and win? Yeah. It is with the locals. For sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It is because, you know, the tides move a lot and there's so many different breaks. So, and yeah. you've got the crowds conservative because one thing about Langland is they don't get out of the water for anyone. No. I remember the, when the Toxic Trophy was here one year. Yeah. We had, we had heats in crowd, I remember. with, with yeah. pro, pro surfers, big time mm. pro tour surfers. And they had and to watch out for Henry. 
and no one would get out of the water yeah. to run the heat with everyone else still in the water. And no, I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we're, we're confident. Um, Who's in your team that we've got to watch? <coughs> well, we're keeping that under wraps. Do you pick it through a little event or do you sort of, you know, do, you rub, do people get annoyed and say, well, that's it, they're not sitting again? You know, and all that, you know, is it a difficult political thing? It's kind of like passed on, isn't it? We've all been in the team. Mm. And I think you just sort of, I think everyone wants the club to win it, so it'll quite happily go down yeah. onto the next. You don't get any of that trouble then, do you, with sort of people miffed that they're not in the team? <coughs> No, well, not, for not, years no. it was usually whoever turned up first. Yeah, which was and it was usually only just barely enough members <laughs> uh, numbers to do it. Yeah, true. How many times did we try to go down to Croy to the interclub? Yeah, yeah, and it failed. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I remember once we rent, I rented a car. It's a hard event. That. Remember, yeah, I rented did, a yeah. car, yeah. and we we run yeah. around the night before, the two nights before, yeah. whatever, to get a team together to go to the interclubs in mm. Croyd. And uh, I got to Lyman Corner, she was picking everyone up at Lyman Corner. And it was getting a bit later, and we were, it was going to be tight, and <coughs> didn't think we had enough members. And, and I think there were waves at Langham, wasn't there? Mm. And we just went, this is going into the bay. And I got phone calls later on, where are you guys? I was like, oh, yeah. we had a bit of a problem with the car. But I think just as a concept, that, that inter-club contest is brilliant. It's, it's really good for surfing and you get that bit of banter with you know, yourselves yeah. whilst coaching and you know, the, other, the, other comp, the, other, the other clubs. So there I think, are no other clubs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. but so it's got a great heritage and yeah, it's, it, it's just brilliant. Uh, it's, a, it's a good fun contest, to be fair. Well, it's unique because everyone gets the same go. You get, everyone's mm. got one, one heat only to surf, so everyone gets yeah. a chance to to when there's no progression or you know a part, a lack of participation, everyone does. Everyone is worth the same as everyone else when they go to water. You guys are staying tight-lipped then about your uh, who's who's in your team and who are the ones to watch. You know, we've obviously been talking about who's surfing well around you at the moment. Who are, who are you sort of watching out for? Who are you most afraid of from elsewhere in Wales that come in here in, in a couple it's of days' time? Logan, Lamrock and Josh. <laughs> well, we give Slater a call because he's in Portugal. He's not far. He was going to come over. Yeah, he was going to come over. Yeah, that's if that's if they get back not from the they? I don't know. I don't know if they. Yeah, no, they're away. Yeah, no, I'm away. Yeah, it's just going out. After the contest. This is going out Monday before the queue, so this is, you know, people are going to be, you know, driving to work. Right, so, so, so yeah, we'll so. Soon, we'll soon see where their priorities lie. <laughs> so there's a queue in Israel, and I think uh, Pat, and I think Logan as well from from Blank, but they'll yeah, be there. Uh, and Alice will be there. And Al yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, and Alice is away as well. So, you know, that you, you kind of take them out. Better call her off. That would be your decision as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, you will. I think it's good. Do you realise that you've organised the other moment? One of the two dates is the Six Nations. Yeah, we do. We're setting it up so it'll be, you know, a good day. We've got that option. But, yes, you take those out. But again, you know, I just speak about heritage in Langland and there's a lot of people we could call upon mm. that will step up and, and, and smash a heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 we're proud of that. I had a good long conversation with James Jones earlier on about the team. Um, we've penciled in a few names. Right. Um, and there's some good names penciled in. And so the, the only person you said you're afraid of at Logo Cop, he's away. He's away, so him and Pat So you away. fear no one? 
Yeah, we don't fear anyone. I mean, like, not like backyard. You don't fear anyone in your own backyard. <laughs> no, you don't. No, yeah. Not yeah. You're right. a big sword in your hand. But yeah, no, it is a trick. I mean, I guess that's one thing. You know, the sword you win it, you retain it, and it's always hard to go to a break that's not not your home break and perform well. It is. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. quite know it so well. So especially when it takes me an hour to park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. So you know, for any other club to come here and win it, it's a it's a big ask. And if they do manage to do that, well, hats off to them. You know, they mm. perform really, really well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's always been the first contest of the year so it's always the first time you get to catch up with all your old mates from, from Porthcawl from Pembroke and wherever the clubs are so it's, it's always been a, just a, an amazing event That's, that means a lot to all the members of all the clubs I think yeah. it's, mm. it's unique it's a first chance everyone gets to get together you know and it, it's not the same pressured kind of you know you do feel pressure from your own club members but it's not the same kind of you want to do well for your, for your mates mm -hmm. and it's not for yourself it's a complete club contest so. yeah absolutely yeah last words from anyone you know then we've, we've done a lot of we've mentioned as many people as we can think of I know you were saying before I'm sorry that there were people you wanted to make sure you, 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 you'd mentioned um, you know any other sort of things you want to tell us you know while, while, we, while we've got got the airwaves here well who wants to go first <laughs> where do you start <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, I just want to thank all our members. Um, you know, COVID's been hard over the last, obviously, for, for everybody, but, you know, we were trying to put on events, so, so Ed's in a fantastic band with other club members yeah. who, who are doing really, really well. What are we called? Garnell, named after uh, West Cross Estate. How is that spelled then? G-O-N-H-I-L-L. Gone Hill. Gone, gone yeah. Hill. As two words or what? Just gone Just Hill. Just one word. Gone Hill. Yeah. But, you know, fantastic band. I mean, you played in Green Man since yeah, those days. Green Man last yeah. summer. Oh. So, you know, and... What do you play? Bass. Oh, what about the rhythm? We have a chat with producer Dodd after the show now. You'll talk music all night. So the lads in the band, you know, they were up for doing a, you know, a gig for, for, for club members and things like that. But Kobe put a spanner in that. But... Yeah, the members are brilliant. We've, we've got a lot more members than, than we used to have. Uh, really great people, brilliant characters. Claire Scott and, and, and Lily Toft and others uh, mm. bring a real lovely feel and touch to, to the club. Uh, families, uh, Justin Morrison family and uh, other people Just in the club. Trying to keep people, I don't want to say entertained, but do you know if you're a club member? I feel part of it. I feel, yeah, I feel that we've got to give to the members. Mm like we do with the Instagram series. Yeah. Yeah. What impresses me is like from, from being there from the start and seeing that it was a group of the younger guys wanted to take, take and make their own club. Yeah. And then as time's gone on now, it's, it's, it's the blokes, it's the girls, it's their kids. It's a really inclusive, but still retains, it's still the LBR at heart and it's still the same vibe, even mm. though you know, when you look at it on the face of it, there was teenagers and young twenty-year-old skate punks wanted to make make a skate ramp. That was what LBR started with, and it was all about being as disorganised and chaotic and as possible. Um, but we still managed to retain that. I say we, you guys, have still managed to retain that sort of soul of what the LBR is, and it's it's a family club now. Mm, it is, yeah. It's yeah. it's. it's it's going to, I'm like just you know custodians as they say you know it's going to keep on evolving and, and, and keep on growing and yeah we've got some great groms uh, and, and people coming up sitting line and so yeah long way may we last and long may we reign with that sword as champions I think. no comment <laughs> <laughs> guys 
Thank you so much. Um, producer Dodd and I have felt a rare welcome this afternoon, even though we did get banished round to Caswell. <laughs> <laughs> I expect heckling and hassling as soon as I return here in a few days' time in the jersey for, uh, for Welsh Coast. All being well, we are hoping on supporting a stream for at least some of that event, so keep an eye on ours, camera anchor and the WSF social medias to find out where to watch it. Moving further into the year, and Crest, in partnership with Elusive, will be going monthly from now on for as far into the future as we can find people to talk to. Our next episode will hopefully be dropping just in time to do a little bit of a preview for this land's other big contest, the Welsh Nationals. To that end, it's high time we caught up with a legend from a long way back down the M4. We're going almost as east as you can get in Wales for our first single-person guest of the year, Mark Vaughan and myself will be probing the incredible surfing brain of none other than Jamie Bateman, now of Surfline. We'll talk tales from the past, land trip banter, and of course, ask him whatever we can get away with about the secrets of surf forecasting, as well as a bit of speculating about how the Welsh might pan out. Keep an eye out for it in just over a month's time. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed this one, then please do subscribe to us by either Spotify, Google, YouTube, Apple, or any other RSS-fed podcast app, we also love a review to help us climb up the big tech algorithms. If you've any idea for us as get, uh, for us for guests too, or just any thoughts on surfing and its cultures, then please get in touch via castcrest at gmail.com or via our regularly updated Instagram and Twitter feeds. As always, thanks for listening. Diolcham Grando. Thanks to the LBR. Diolch guys. Thanks, Crest. Well, and guys. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Au revoir.